0: Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando.
1: And I am Emily Riggins.
0: And this is TBD.
1: With Matt and Emily.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a Matt and Emily alone.
0: (sighs) Yes. It's just the two of us.
1: Just the two of us.
0: Uh, Every third episode, just the two of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know you guys look forward to them because we're such great people.
0: Yeah. It's everyone's favorite episodes. There's no guests to muck it all up.
1: No guests to just come in here and start talking about their own stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, Typical
1: guest behavior.
0: Yeah, they have like their own ideas and stuff and whatever. Well, guys, this is the podcast uh, about tea and friendship. We uh, drink tea. We have a different tea every week. We're going to talk about tea in a minute. We're not going to talk about it quite yet. Mm -mm. But tea talk is imminent.
1: (laughs) It's on its way.
0: And then uh, once we feel like we've talked tea enough... uh, we're gonna talk topics. Emily here uh this week has brought a topic. I don't know it.
1: He has no idea.
0: She doesn't tell me these ahead of time. That's nope. part of the trick. Mm-mm. TBD, do you get it? T and then like T to be determined plus T, that's TBD.
1: With Matt and Emily. With Matt and Emily. I'm Emily.
0: I'm Matt. See? <laughs> and it's that order because T rhymes with Emily. Yeah. Or D the T B T B D rhymes with Emily. I've always
1: thought it was more just the last sound, but you're right when you sound it out; it really does go with the the flow.
0: Yeah. Well, Emily rhymes with T and D. Mm-hmm. So we could it could be T B D Emily, but then it's and Matt. <laughs> Fits no pattern. <laughs>
1: nope. It would just be a little little extra.
0: Um. And I also, and when you say like the podcast about tea and friendship, I think the rhythm is just right for Emily to hit, the, yeah. the Y and Emily to hit all the E's sounds. Um, well, I hope I made this sound exciting for you all. <laughs> um,
1: I, I'm excited.
0: Great. And that's all that matters. Well, yeah. you and me. I'm excited too.
1: <laughs> no one else matters right now.
0: There's no audience. There's no one here to tell us to like laugh or cry or shout.
1: Hey, audience. Get excited.
0: Mm. mm. No, there's nobody here. That's too bad.
1: Yeah, it's too bad.
0: Um Emily, um, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Uh we just watched an episode of The Good Place.
0: We did. We I think maybe the last time we watched an episode of The Good Place we acknowledged it on air that we yeah. were recording two episodes in one day. And guess what, guys? We're doing that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think just going forward, know that if um, Matt has watched an episode of The Good Place, it's because I am with him and we have recorded two episodes that day.
0: Yeah, um, because I have left off The Good Place. I watched episode one all by my lonesome, then two and three, we watched both of them yes. last time, and then today we watched four, so... I don't know. In a, in a year, I'll maybe make my way through season one. Absolutely
1: not. I refuse to accept that.
0: Um. All right. Maybe I'll try harder. Okay. Or we'll just have to keep recording two in one day. Yeah. Which I think we are doing that again sometime soon. We are. Maybe like two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's summer and we go on vacations and trips and things. And you gotta you gotta get a couple episodes in the can, as a professional might say. We're
1: professionals. My headphones that I'm wearing right now that are your headphones,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the box said professional.
0: They say the word professional right on them. I think they say on the, the earpieces themselves, they say professional.
1: Let me check. Emily's
0: going to check. She's not having me turn my head uh, so she could read it. She took her own off. They and say I, professional. There we go. These are very professional.
1: They're very comfy.
0: They're good airplane headphones because uh, they block a lot of that airplane noise out. They're also good on the subway <laughs> for similar reasons.
1: <laughs> I only use earbuds.
0: Uh I use them a good amount, but if I don't want to be disturbed, I put on the big boys.
1: <laughs> big boy headphones.
0: These are they're definitely big boy. You can like buy replacement parts for these headphones. That's oh, how
1: damn.
0: big time they are.
1: They're so professional.
0: Um, inside the box, there's like schematics for them. I don't know what they mean, but they are in there. Schematics. (laughs) And you can replace like the ear, like the the padding on the ears, like if you wear them too much, which I haven't even come close to that. I think maybe if you were like someone who wore headphones like all day for your job every day, you would probably have to buy replacement parts. I only really wear these to play Fortnite and record podcasts.
1: (laughs) Those are important fun things.
0: Oh, and edit the or like... Produce the podcast. Cause then I have to listen for weird background noise and things like that.
1: Produce the pod.
0: <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say the word edit because it's very light editing. <laughs> but there is some production work. It'd be only slightly more if we had music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's just a <the> music.
0: Podcast. <laughs> um cool. Emily? Matt? Should we get to the tea?
1: I think we should get to the tea.
0: Tell us about the tea. It's yours.
1: Uh, Give me one second. Uh huh. I'm not ready. Okay. Tea talk. Tea talk.
0: Wow. Short and sweet.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I like that one.
0: Um I don't know. Was that your um cup of song?
1: (laughs) That was not my cup of song. Um, okay. There, I've done better. Okay. I brought the tea this week. Um, so this tea is another one from David's Tea, because as mentioned previously, I love to spend money there. Um, unlike the tea from last week, this tea is one that I spent money on, because I spend too much money at David's Tea.
0: Wow. They, they are trying to tell you that you're spending too much money.
1: <laughs> um, this tea is called Turmeric Glow. And it came in a set of like sample teas called radiant teas for young and radiant teas, young and lovely. And I think the whole like catches, oh, it says sip yourself radiant with these six teas packed with age defying, complexion, complexion, loving ingredients. So after we drink this tea, our skin should look amazing.
0: Quick question though, do I have to have one of each tea for it to have an effect or does each individual tea help my face?
1: I'm going to say each individual tea is going to help your face. Mm-hmm. Although I've had all of these teas separately.
0: I hope this one, mm, what about my face do I want this one to do? Um, I want it, I want to have like a more of a matte color. Not matte me, but M-A-T-T-E. Less shine. Okay. I hope this could be less shine.
1: I want more of a like a, a glow
0: some more of a shine?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I, that means to shine. I don't know.
0: Or is that like just or, more orange?
1: I don't know. I just want, because it's called turmeric glow, I want it to give me a glow.
0: Like, um, like so that you'd be, um, I don't know, what is it? <laughs> I'm trying to, so you'd like, you would light up a room.
1: Yeah, I want to be radiant. Yeah. I want it to make it make me more attractive.
0: Yeah, I don't know if being more M A T T E matte Matt would make me more attractive, but that's what I'm going for right now. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It's summertime, you sweat a lot, you <sighs> look you look all shiny. All the time. I know. I know what it's like to look shiny.
1: <laughs> um, so this tea is a fruit infusion. And the ingredients are Are you ready? hmm Carrots.
0: Oh my god, carrots and tea.
1: That's what it says. Ginger.
0: I've had ginger in tea.
1: <laughs> turmeric.
0: I think I've had turmeric, I'm not sure if I had it in tea.
1: Pineapple.
0: I think I've had that in
1: tea. Yes. In parentheses, pineapple, comma, sugar.
0: Pineapple in this case is made with sugar.
1: <laughs> um beet root.
0: I've had beet in tea, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. we've had that I in think tea. So. Mhm.
1: Sweet blackberry leaf.
0: The leaves, 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 the leaves. I can speak English. The leaves, the leaves. Is that what the hockey team? Aren't they yeah, the I was leaves? just gonna.
1: Yeah, because I don't know how to grammatically. I don't know how to grammatically either.
0: I don't know how to grammar.
1: <laughs> um, and natural flavoring. Do you want to know a fun fact about this tea?
0: I'd love to hear a fun fact. It's kosher. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how many teas we've had that aren't kosher.
1: Yeah, that's true. But this... um,
0: Well, well, on this, this, there's six teas in this package. Are the other six also kosher? Five
1: are kosher and one does not say it's kosher.
0: Which one's that one?
1: Gabba guava. It's a green tea. I don't know what about it isn't kosher. Contains coconut. I can't imagine that's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's
0: because coconuts have milk. That makes it weird. I don't know. It's not real milk, though.
1: Yeah. Um, all I can tell you is it's a product of Germany. Um, let me check to make sure I've given you all the information about this tea. I have given you all the information about this tea.
0: Information complete. Yes. Um, um
1: I have actually not had this tea yet. Have you?
0: No, I have not had any. I, okay. have, a, I have a little baby mouth that I'm afraid I'm going to burn it on. I'll let you go first while I vamp. And Emily's bringing the cup to her mouth. She's pouring it in. She's using both her hands, taking a little slurp. I think that came over on the microphone. Uh, She's swirling around her mouth. Oh, she's taking a second sip. Maybe at some point she'll take a whiff with her nose. I don't know. This one's a real swirl. That was like a a wine tasting swirl she did. Um, And she's back to the microphone.
1: (laughs) Hello, I'm back. Um, I don't know. You don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what I'm tasting.
0: Interesting. All right. Do you want to narrate me drinking?
1: Yes. Okay. Matt's reaching his glass. He's bending over. He's.
0: Oh, right in the microphone I now.
1: <laughs> he's now bringing it to his mouth. He is um, smelling it. I wonder what he's smelling. He uh, is smelling it again. He's taking a sip. Now he's swallowing that sip and he's thinking. He has a thinking face on.
0: I'm definitely put it, giving you my thinking face. That is an interesting taste. Yeah. Um, hmm.
1: Okay, he's going in for another sip. No, not another sip, sip smell, sniff. Smell, smell, smell. smell. Oh, now, now he has that sip. Oh, and I think that one came over.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, can I? I'm going yeah, to grab this box away yeah. from you.
1: Um, Why he's grabbing the box away from me?
0: <laughs> I'm still on mic, but yeah. <laughs> you can go ahead and describe.
1: I'm going to talk about what the tea looks like. Um so it it does de- it's chunky.
0: <laughs> Love that chunky tea. <laughs> this is a tea with some pulp to it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it definitely has some pulp. It has like I mean there's no real leaves cuz it's not I mean it's a, a oh, but, fruit infusion. Oh, but
0: there's sweet blackberry leaf in well, there. Oh, that's
1: true. I guess I do see some leaves. Um, there's, like, these flaky things, and I don't know what those are. They look kind of like bacon, but I don't think they are bacon.
0: I I have to take a look at this after you're done. Um... I want to guess what the other stuff are.
1: Um, there's some other stuff, and then when we were pouring the tea in, I definitely saw the pineapple, um, but I'm not sure if there's any left. Um, to me, it looks like some 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 blackberry leaves with some bacon bits, and um pieces of dried r- root i'm not sure
0: uh beetroot
1: maybe beetroot um but it's not red but i guess beets are red i does not necessarily mean their roots are red
0: Be- Any- It not but okay i don't know beets are mostly root they're uh oh root, yeah root that's true right?
1: yeah i guess that's true um yeah i don't know i'm gonna give it to you
0: pass that over we haven't done this we haven't done the look at the tea in a little while um
1: this one has a lot to look at.
0: Oh yeah, we got definitely got little pineapple things in here. Um we've got uh oh yeah, these are carrot little carrot pieces.
1: Oh, so the bacon 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 pieces are carrot. Bacon
0: bacon bacon bacon. are carrot. Remember those place. commercials? I do. Uh yep, that's carrot. Uh also some of this orange stuff or orangey yellow stuff is ginger.
1: Oh, I could okay.
0: Um The more slightly more transparent ones, I think, or ginger. I would guess that the dark. There's like dark. Yeah. So there's like yellowish stuff in here. Orange, black, and it looks like um, looks like really fun mulch. Like maybe if you made mulch um out of uh Thanksgiving colors. Yes. (laughs) That's what it looks like. I think that's a pretty good description. (laughs) Um, I can taste the pineapple.
1: I'm gonna go back in for another taste. Okay. Um, just so. I'll, say
0: what I, I'll say what I taste.
1: Okay, you do that.
0: Um, I think I figured out because I had some more. While well, you were quizzing yourself on what you thought ingredients were, I, was, I had a few more sips. I'm realizing the pineapple comes out more than I originally thought. I think what's making it kind of weird is probably the carrots and the turmeric, which I don't know what those are going to taste like. in. But I don't know what turmeric is. Or I don't know what it tastes like totally.
1: I also don't know what it tastes like.
0: I do know what carrots taste like, but not in tea.
1: Yeah, I don't get a carrot flavor. I do I guess I do taste the pineapple. Um to me, I guess what I'm finding interesting is that there's a bunch of flavors in this, but I'm I don't think it has a super strong flavoring.
0: Yeah, I have to say that I actually think I appreciate that aspect of it. Because while snobbly, I do wish I could quickly identify each piece. And what it was. I also like that it's just, I'm not tasting anything in particular. I'm kind of tasting, it's just an overall, they mixed a bunch of things. It tastes like a bunch of things mixed together. That's what I want out of tea. Yes. Similar to how I eat a salad. I don't want to eat each individual ingredient in the salad. I want to eat them together, speared all together on one fork.
1: I agree with you, but mostly I want fruits to completely overtake the taste of the lettuce. Okay. And so I can't taste the lettuce.
0: Do you not like the taste of lettuce?
1: I don't care about it.
0: You know, they're leaves. It's just like tea.
1: I know, but it's like, to me, the lettuce is the least interesting thing in a salad. I don't dislike it. I don't like it. It's just like an excuse for me to have a bunch of fruit in my mouth.
0: Okay. I like fruit as well, but I also love salad. I've loved salad since I was a little kid. I used to eat salad get this as dessert
1: i'm actually have to leave
0: we i would eat it like as a snack like i would just make a salad like normally in my household my dad would make a salad he would buy a head of lettuce and all the individual ingredients a a thing of cucumber whatever and like cut them all up and make more than enough salad for the four of us who lived in my house and I also love the salad. I love salad the most. To everyone else, salad was a side. To me, salad was should be treated as equal to the main course. <laughs> I love, love, love salad. So I would take extra salad and just like eat it like after school for lunch or after or, like after school for a snack like the next day. I was I am a salad fiend. I would always order sides like if you go to like a, a family restaurant and they would be like you'd order like the steak tips and it would come with like french fries and uh i don't know like green beans or something i would th- and then it says like for an extra four dollars or whatever add a add the side garden salad and i always added that side salad and my parents it was the kind of thing they could never say no to because it wasn't like i want dessert it was like i want more vegetables
1: <laughs> i have to tell you about my salad journey it's somehow the exact opposite um i I'll go, I'll, I'm fair to say, growing up until, through college, really, I don't like, sa- I didn't like salad.
0: I have to leave.
1: I just <laughs> like, you know, it was, I, I didn't need it. I didn't want it. If, say, like, if, say I got, like, steak, fries, and a side salad, I'd be like, can I substitute that salad for fries? <laughs> and uh, get double order of fries. Yeah, no,
0: no thanks. Um, I, mean, I I like fries, too, but. Give me that salad. Mm-hmm. And t- back today, for I went to brunch today. I got it was option fries or salad. I picked salad. That's
1: absolutely insane. Um, That's absolutely insane. Um, and now I've since discovered since my youth,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm so old now, um,
0: old enough to old enough to at least discard being a kid and not liking salads,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> or through yeah. I guess now yeah. I I understand. A salad I understand a salad's usefulness, which is get some leaves, put blueberries, raspberries on it, put some dressing on it, maybe some cheese, maybe some almonds, and then get a lot of those fruits on top of very little amount of lettuce.
0: Um I still I love lettuce. I've I've also I've I'm a lifelong veggie lover too. Like every veg like I've always just been crazy about vegetables. I was never that kid who didn't want to eat vegetables. Never, ever was I that kid. (laughs) And so salads to me were just like giving me a bunch of them all at once.
1: I see. I like vegetables. I like celery. I like carrots. I like tomatoes. I like, although tomatoes are fruit.
0: Many things that you can put in a salad. Also cucumbers are fruit, but whatever. I
1: don't like cucumbers.
0: Oh, oh, boo. Um,
1: But see, I would never put vegetables on a salad. If I wanted to have a tomato, I would just eat tomatoes. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to have carrots, I would prefer to just eat carrots. Now, I
0: to me, and I watched you eat a hamburger with the tomatoes separated yesterday, so I yes. know this to be true. <laughs> uh, she took the tomatoes out of the burger, not to discard them Mm-mm. like many people might. No. She ate them as its own side to the burger. <laughs> I
1: do, yes. I love tomatoes. I don't love tomatoes on sandwiches or uh, in things.
0: See, my thing with salad is that I do, I like getting several things on one fork. I want, I want three vegetables all put together. Or like, if I was to have fruit on a thing, I'd want an alm- I'd want a, a walnut, a, a strawberry and some lettuce all in one forkful. That's what I want.
1: Can I tell you about the great salad I had the other day? Please do. Um, so I just finished an improv class and for lunch one day I went to Panera and normally I only get the broccoli cheddar soup at Panera because I'm always disappointed by their sandwiches. You got
0: the what? You said that really fast. Oh, did I? <laughs> I could not make out whatever you just said that you get at Panera.
1: At Panera, I always get the broccoli cheddar soup. Okay. Because I'm always disappointed by their sandwiches.
0: I like the broccoli cheddar soup and I get it and I dip the bread in it.
1: Oh, it's so good. hmm But I'd had that earlier in the week and it left me hungry because, you know, it's not really the most
0: filling. Soup is not much more than a drink.
1: Yes. Um, so as we were walking in, there was a sign for like this, like strawberry poppy seed salad. I was like, that looks good. I'll get that. And it had lettuce, but on top of the lettuce, it had strawberries, it had blueberries, mm-hmm. it had pineapple, mm-hmm. it had apple, mm-hmm. and it had one more thing.
0: One more thing. Oranges. Oranges wow that was a lot of fruits
1: um it was delicious i was so happy about it i remarked multiple times like this is a good salad i want this salad some more
0: you should go back
1: i might go to panera this so we can get that salad again
0: maybe uh what kind of lettuce was it
1: i normally when i make a salad i get spinach leaves but this salad had i don't i don't, it wasn't quite iceberg but i don't think i
0: don't know <laughs> Uh, iceberg, arugula. No. Uh, um, what's in a Caesar one? Romaine lettuce. And was romaine. Romaine. There we go. Uh, possibly my least favorite lettuce is romaine, but that's okay. And I still I, like it, but it's just not one. It's yeah. just, if I were to rank my top five lettuces, I would put, uh romaine, uh, romaine at the bottom. I think I also, spinach to me is one of the, uh, possibly the best. I also really like Arugula. Uh, spinach is great because I I didn't realize that was like a salad lettuce. I didn't realize that was like an acceptable lettuce until, I mean, I guess it's been a few years now, but like I never had a salad that was made with spinach for the first, uh, you know, 20 or so years of my life. And then it was like, wow, you can make a salad with spinach. What a great idea. Oh, I like kale too. I'm a weirdo who likes kale. Um, (laughs) so like a kale Caesar salad, mm, we're in. We're in dream country.
1: Don't like kale. Uh, I do like spinach, though.
0: I think kale is like a very—it's—it's it's got that kind of bittery taste. So mm-hmm. I think when people are like "ew, kale," I get it. I'm not here to push kale on anyone, <laughs> but I like it. Um, Matt, you uh-huh. know this
1: is not a tea and salad podcast.
0: No, but it's about leaves.
1: <laughs> so let's get a little bit back to the tea. Um,
0: I like to—I like that we got to the point that. This tea is like a salad.
1: This tea is basically a salad minus the lettuce. So I maybe I like it. Yeah,
0: this is like this is your perfect salad.
1: I do I like a berry salad. And by berry salad I mean all of the berries mixed into one bowl.
0: Yeah. Please check out the summer spectacular here about Emily's awful list of her favorite fruits. I hate everyone.
1: <laughs> um anyways, this tea I don't know what else we can say about it.
0: Well, I, I know what we can do. I, I was just going <laughs> to say, Emily. Yes, I'll ask you first. Okay, is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea?
1: You know, Matt, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I I'm going to take another sip.
0: Wow, um, almost makes me wish you did ask me first. <laughs> uh.
1: Here's the thing: I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, let's try to parse this out. We've never had to parse this out. Yeah. Would you would you drink this again?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not opposed to drinking it again, but I don't know if I would seek it out.
0: Um so, okay. So say you um in all the teas that you own, is this the last one you'd want to drink?
1: <laughs> Maybe not the very last, but definitely towards the end.
0: Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna nudge you and say maybe it's not your cup of tea uh, if, it's, if you're right. ranking it that bad. I don't want to force this upon you, but...
1: Yeah, I'd say this is not my cup of tea. I'm intrigued by it, but now, it's not my cup of tea.
0: Now, what if you later today went and looked in the mirror and saw that you were radiantly glowing? Would if, that change your mind about the tea?
1: Honestly, it would.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I became more attractive because of this tea, I would drink it every single
0: day. I got to say, I'm not like, I'm not that vain or anything, not, not being that vain as in compared to you, meaning that vain in the general sense, vanity is not that high on my list. But if I knew there was a tea that would make me better looking, like a guarantee, like if I, a guarantee, uh, sorry about that. Uh, if I knew what, if I could drink this one cup of tea every day, and every day would make me look better and on days i didn't drink it i looked worse or i looked you know how i look now (laughs) up to you how that's good or not (laughs) but uh i would drink that tea it'd have to be a really disgusting tea for me to decide not to
1: yeah i mean i don't know why you wouldn't drink it like
0: yeah i mean vain or not vain it's like if it's that easy (laughs)
1: yeah i drink tea every single day
0: (laughs) yeah uh Hey, hey matt um. Yeah. Do you have something you wanted to ask me?
1: <laughs> I have. I've had this question on my mind this whole episode. Um, is this your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea?
0: I will say that regardless of whether this makes me prettier <laughs> or um, have a glow, this is my cup of tea. Oh. I'm having a good time drinking this. If I owned this tea, it would be it would be at the middle or higher. <laughs> It might be right in the mi- smack dab in the middle of, all of my teas. Um, I enjoy the mystery flavor I'm getting out of it. Um, I I think it reminds me of some teas that I've had that I also don't know what I was really drinking. Like it's just sometimes you go to a place and you order like their whatever their iced tea they're having is, or or just randomly it's like they only have like a tea they serve. <laughs> Or they have, like, a random menu of things, and you just kind of grab one. This reminds me of a lot of random teas I've had.
1: Yeah. I I got to say, this tea is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not uninterested. Yeah. Um. I guess I, I, I truly don't know.
0: Okay. I well, don't
1: dislike it.
0: We'll give that one and a half my cups
1: of tea. We'll give it one and a half my cups of tea. <laughs> Um,
0: it's already a made up rating system, so we, we can, rate we whatever can want.
1: do whatever we want with our rating system. Yeah.
0: I, I hear it's the thing that's tearing up the charts. So <laughs> the rating system is our number one. It's
1: going right up to the top.
0: Yeah. In the, all the rating systems there are, it's got to be one of the best.
1: I think it's if it's my it's my rating system. It's my cup of rating systems.
0: Oh, yeah. Is it your rating system or not your rating system? Yeah. Okay, great. This is a good way of talking. <laughs> uh, that was a pretty extended tea talk, but we did go into salad talk. So. Uh, come
1: um, next week on Salad Talk, <laughs> we discuss iceberg lettuce.
0: <laughs> uh, goat or not goat? Greatest of all time. Mm.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh LeBron James is the greatest of all time.
0: Do you consider him have you ever do you know the did you know the term goat? I did, did yes. You know, um, yes. I know I recognized when I said goat there that it might have been confusing.
1: I also, at first I thought goat cheese versus not goat cheese on your salad.
0: That is what I thought maybe with the the interpretation. Also, I feel like anytime you yell out goat, unless it's specifically about an athlete, (laughs) it's confusing. I agree. Um, I'm
1: the greatest of all time, guys.
0: Anyways, Larry Bird was the goat and he played with Celtics.
1: Absolutely (laughs) not.
0: I actually don't really care, but I thought it'd be fun (laughs) to argue about it. Just to show how much we're friends, that we can just have like a, a three-second argument and then move on. <laughs>
1: we're, we're, we've already made up. Yeah.
0: Anyways, T-Talk complete.
1: T-Talk donezo. See you
0: later, T-Talk. Um, moving on to Topic Talk.
1: Topic Talk. I don't
0: know if we've ever settled on what that is, but uh, Topic Talk. You never. You've, we've never sung a song about Topic Talk.
1: Do you want me to sing a song about Topic Talk?
0: If you want to.
1: I feel like I have to now. Okay. Give me one second.
0: She's warming up. And she's moving her fingers around like a conductor might, or like a magic conductor, who's, who's a magic conductor conducting birds <laughs> to sing a song. And Emily is singing now. Top.
1: Ick. Chirp. Chirp, chirp. Wow. Chirp, 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 chirp,
0: We're chirping about topics. <laughs> All right.
1: This episode is a little off the rails.
0: I'm enjoying this one. This is maybe the, my favorite first uh, 30 minutes of a podcast <laughs> we've had so far. Very silly. Very loose. This is why people tune in to Matt and Emily alone. They, they're they not nervous in front of a, a, a guest. <laughs> They're not trying to keep it together at all. No, not at all. <laughs> They're letting it, like, letting it go. <sighs> oh. uh, all right, Emily, what's your topic?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I actually, I'm going to be honest. I, had, I struggled with this topic.
0: Oh, wow. You know, I had this thought and maybe I'm going to just give it on air yeah. uh, because I often am an idiot when it comes to knowing my topic or my mini topics. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I should just make a huge list of all things I'd ever want to talk about and then sort them into mini topic, not mini topic, and then order them, and then we then I'm, I'm going to do, sit down and do that like soon, <laughs> and then I won't have to think about what my topic is for like a year.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea.
0: I know, isn't that? They aren't, aren't lists great? <laughs> I love lists. <laughs> All right. Um. To the topic.
1: Top five favorite lists.
0: Hmm. Number one, a numerical <laughs> list. <laughs>
1: Okay, so my topic this week is museums.
0: Museums.
1: Um, okay, I have a few disclaimers to discuss. I will be talking about art. I am not an art history major. Okay. I have taken art history classes. I have some knowledge. I, I listen. I'm going to need be. I'm going to be need to be corrected on. So my art history facts.
0: Please come at us. Please. At us.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry right now. I'm doing my very best. But this topic is not about art. It's about museums. museums. So just keep that in mind. Mhm. Okay. Um so I my grad school. My major in grad school. Is it called a major?
0: <laughs> in grad me. school? I didn't go to grad school. I don't know. I'm not smart enough for grad school.
1: Well, in some <laughs> ways <laughs> Maybe you were too smart for grad school.
0: Wow. Crazy.
1: Anyways, uh, my major was museum studies, specifically museum education.
0: Museum education. Yes. Elaborate.
1: So it's like teaching in a museum. So either like tours,
0: Is it sort of programming? like getting your master's or something in library studies almost? Where yes. Where you become that kind of... They're
1: loosely related, I think. Like in terms of ideas, in concepts. Okay. Um, so that yes, I I love museums. I wanted to work in them, although I do not work in one now. This, Fun fact. This is true. Um, I did work in museums for a while. I worked at one museum, the Children's Museum of Manhattan. Wow. Um. See, Mom.
0: I love the Children's Museum of Boston. I've
1: heard it's very good. I
0: haven't been since. I was in college, I maybe went, because they had like a thing where it was like college kids could go day or night. It was night. Children's children's museums typically closed at night. They're not a big late night thing.
1: You saying that to me just reminded me that one of my favorite museums, GoSci in Columbus, Ohio, it's a science museum, also had a student evening night Mm -hmm. when I was in college.
0: I also did the regular Boston Museum of Science at night, which is also a very awesome museum. And also, I would go every year, and they had their free night. It was very good. I love free. Uh, yeah, it was like they were open late, and they were, it was free, and it was like the it was like it would be like the first Friday in October or something. So it was yeah. like you were you've been you've been in college for a month now, now come and hang out at the museum. Yeah,
1: I like when they do that. Okay, so I am like very interested in like not just museums as like places for art and artifacts like i am intrigued by like all of the things they put out like i always look at like the educational materials because i'm like oh i that's what i went to school for let's see what they're doing
0: oh this is the part i skip in most museums
1: um i will always sit down at a table that's like do these activities draw these pictures
0: yep skip right by that see
1: that that kind of stuff is honestly my favorite part um like I went to the museum in Baltimore with my mom and they gave grid paper and said, draw whatever you want and put it on the wall. And I did. And we spent so long doing it because I was having a great time. Yeah. I love activities.
0: Mm-hmm. Little and, activities. And also
1: think about how much work people put into those activities.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. That's solid. It's it, And it's for a certain kind of person and that person is you and it's not for everyone and i'm one of those people it's not for
1: we're different types of learners yes some would say in fact most education teaching would say um like i don't know what type of learner i am
0: i don't know what i am but when i go to a museum i just like to wonder
1: wonder um so i guess i have so many things to discuss i don't I made let's just, a list. Let's
0: just start somewhere. Yeah.
1: Um, I like going to museums. Also, when I say museums, I'm not just talking about like museums. I classify historical sites into this. So like museums, castles. This, I love castles. This
0: category has gotten so huge all of a sudden. But it's
1: just like museums and historical sites. But you can just say museums.
0: I've been to Rome. Mm-hmm. which you might argue is one humongous museum because everything there is like historical yeah. site and, and a lot of things have their own little like mini museums inside them or i've been to like vatican city which is even like so concentratedly a giant it's like a whole it's it is literally a whole country that is just yeah. one huge museum
1: <laughs> yeah i uh, see i would count all of those things as museums
0: i oh, Certainly, Vatican City. Although many would call that a church, uh, it well, it has a huge like museum. There's a whole part of like it that is just museum e, where there are like certain rooms where you have to go in at, and at least tell them you're going in to pray, and then you go in and you like look around because um, there's really cool stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of the Sistine Chapel, which you're not supposed to. Everyone can check that out on my Instagram if you want to. See, my fun selfies I took while I was in Rome, I took one with the Statue of David, (laughs) uh, which I told a friend, I was like, I'm going to take a selfie with David, which that's not disallowed. You can take as many pictures of David as you want. But the Sistine Chapel, that was a no-no.
1: Wow, Matt the
0: rule breaker. uh, I'm a bit of a rule breaker. Well, the other thing is I know what they really mean to say is they... Well, two things. They don't want people to be obnoxious because the Sistine Chapel is like just so full of people Mm -hmm. that if everyone was trying to take photos, it would be a madhouse. But truly what they don't want you to do is take flash photos, which I'm a smart fellow who doesn't take flash photos in museums (laughs) or basically anywhere.
1: Also, sometimes in museums, when they ask you not to take pictures, it's also for copyright reasons. I don't know if the Sistine Chapel has that problem, but uh, a lot of like special (laughs) exhibits at museums will say no photography. Because of copyright concerns.
0: I would assume the Sistine Chapel, which was painted several centuries ago, is no longer covered by copyright law. <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. <laughs> but I guess like if this is not true of the Sistine Chapel, and also I'm going to say some stuff that is probably wrong, but like mm-hmm. a painting could be have been painted a long time ago. But if it's owned by a museum and I rent that out to another museum...
0: i don't think this is true
1: i don't know there was a whole lesson on it in museum education school
0: (laughs) there might be something i mean like as like photo of like artwork is probably if it's like within some number of years is probably covered by copyright but i think once you hit like 70 years or something all copyright is like out the window
1: yeah um but i like going to them And museums and historical sites and the castles and old churches because it makes you feel like you're, I guess like you're a part of something, like either bigger than you or you can like experience something in a new way. Like I never liked Cezanne's artwork until I saw it in person and then I was like, this is amazing. And now he's one of my favorite artists.
0: Wow. I don't even know who that is.
1: He's a, um, I believe he'd be classified under abstract expressionists. Mm. He like.
0: I've probably seen some of his work. I've been to a lot of museums. You.
1: If you've been to the MoMA or the Met, you've seen some of his work.
0: I have been to Which one's the one that's in the park? The Met. I've been to for sure the MoMA. I've maybe been to the Met.
1: Mm-hmm. Um his work is like he if I'm remembering correctly from my art history classes, not just from looking at them and thinking I like them. He like would like try to view one object from a lot of different perspectives and then put that all in his artwork. Okay. If you're curious.
0: What is your favorite style of art? You um, do you like that abstract art? Abstract, yeah. Like I'd
1: say abstract expressionism generally.
0: I'm all about that contemporary.
1: I do like contemporary.
0: Give me that contemporary. I also have a strong dislike for... um. I, I started saying it, so I can't back out now, but I feel mean saying it. I don't like paintings. <laughs> Unless they're really good. Like, If they are really good, I like them. Sistine Chapel, pretty cool. Uh, but We're
1: pro the Sistine Chapel. Pro the, the Sistine five.
0: Chapel. Uh, but like, if you ever go to a museum and it's just like that room that's all portrait stuff, that's like a room I'm just breezing right through that room.
1: <laughs> I agree with that. But I would classify that not as a painting like it is a painting but like painting is a broad category
0: i also portraits
1: not interested in i don't
0: like portraits or landscapes
1: landscapes are fine but the type of art i like is like a portrait but with a twist (laughs) so there's like something interesting to look at like i don't need to see a rich person in a fancy gown
0: yeah um
1: i would like to see some normal people like picasso paints them
0: uh, Picasso's cool. Yeah, I like Picasso. I like a lot of famous stuff I like just because it's like, I agree. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or like, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Basquiat? Basquiat? The guy from Brooklyn who paints the crowns and everything.
1: <laughs> I know who you're talking about, but I don't know how to pronounce the name.
0: Um, and then, uh, who's the other? Oh, uh, uh Pollock?
1: Mm, love pollock
0: pollock which is the famous pollock uh his first name is Sidney jackson jackson is sydney his brother I he, has, he has a brother who's also like a painter
1: yeah i don't know him though
0: uh and i saw a huge also while i was in italy i saw a huge thing that was his brother and his brother's like older i think and he got like a bunch maybe his name is sydney i don't know this might be this might be right for corrections as well but it was like this whole thing being like uh how his how his brother like went about with art and stuff yeah this isn't like the guggenheim in uh venice or somewhere and it's like the same guggenheim family and they have another they have like a museum okay that's art in venice i hope i have that right it's actually (laughs) to jump outside of this podcast episode it's the magnet i showed you on my refrigerator (laughs) Oh. i talked to uh two weeks ago about how i collect magnets from places
1: that's true that conversation i still believe in tying the tea to the topic
0: mm-hmm. and she's reaching
1: <laughs> because so the tea itself i will say is unrelated to this topic but the way it was in the container and we'll put this picture on instagram The orange is like a frame and it looks like an artwork in a museum. And I said that to you. You did. And I was so excited. Emily
0: was taking the photo of the tea and I I said, looks like an art piece. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Might even say contemporary. I'd say contemporary. Yeah. yeah. I like, I think like the thing is, yeah. Painting in contemporary art. I also like, I think like whenever I go to like a museum of, uh, fine art which is just sort of more boring to me anyways a lot of it is paintings and paintings i'm not that concerned with
1: i agree i could go with never seeing another painted portrait again
0: uh i've never seen the mona lisa i could go see that i guess um i
1: have seen the mona lisa Mm -hmm. it's nice it's small
0: i've heard it's very very small much smaller than you would think
1: yes but it's nice yeah the whole louvre is nice fun fact about the louvre (laughs)
0: please do this is a podcast about museums <laughs> um i
1: when we went there i we didn't have that much time because we also had, we were only in paris for like 48 hours so we did the louvre and then we walked out of the louvre and so i don't it was there was like a bookstore outside of it and that bookstore is where i got my french harry potter book
0: wow back to the souvenirs and yeah. everything um
1: mm-mm.
0: uh okay back to back
1: to so the louvre is great um I also really like um, Dutch Renaissance art, which is a lot of paintings of people, but the way they do it, I think, looks very interesting. Um, like, um, like the way they put reflections in stuff, I think is very interesting.
0: I, I can really get on to, like, technical. Mm-hmm. If something's technically very good, I'm also really interested. Um, I've just seen so many freaking paintings. <laughs> I've all, I have been to quite a bit of museums, and also in Rome like there's so many uh uh paintings of like the same thing over and over again yeah. like the Madonna uh painting it's yeah. like there's so many of them and i'm not talking the singer um Vogue, everybody that would be crazy if if like italy was covered in paintings of the singer madonna <laughs> and it was like not that Madonna isn't worth praise, but like that, that'd be like the one place that was covered in paintings of
1: her. (laughs) Um, I also, one thing I find super interesting about museums is the experience you can have both alone and with different people, but like different groups of people. How like you can go to the same museum and it's a completely different experience. So I actually much prefer going to museums with people because you can talk about the artwork and like. Even make jokes about some of the art you don't like, or make jokes about the art you do like.
0: Oh, that's a big part of going to a museum to me is making the jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I, I'm not opposed to going to museums by myself, but I, I don't go very often because I do think there's, some of the funness is taken out. Um, I don't know
0: if I've ever been to one by myself. I might be going to the Brooklyn Museum by myself soon because I have to go see that David Bowie exhibit.
1: <laughs> My MetroCard has David Bowie on it. Uh huh. Because it's about that exhibit.
0: Unless you want to go to the exhibit with me.
1: Um. When is it?
0: It's happening now, and it's ending soon.
1: <laughs> I would go. <laughs> um.
0: I don't. Uh, it's like a special exhibit there, and it's like crazy to get into. Like the lines are really crazy and stuff. And it's like oh, I can walk there from here, mm-hmm. my apartment, which is where we record the studio, TBD Studios in Brooklyn, New York, Prospect Lefferts Gardens.
1: <laughs> There's also a zoo in the park.
0: There's a zoo, a botanical garden, a museum, a library, uh, a a duck pond.
1: um, I don't think I've been to the duck pond.
0: um, A dog beach. Oh. Baseball fields. That makes sense. um, The parade grounds. Take that for whatever you think that means. um,
1: Military parade grounds.
0: Yeah. The whole place was a meeting place for George Washington uh, during the Revolutionary War. For the Battle of Brooklyn, which the... We lost. We lost. We did not win that battle.
1: <laughs> it's in Hamilton. The British um, take Brooklyn. Because they're uh, outgunned, outmanned.
0: Yeah, and they sort of messed it up, right? They were supposed to, like... They they had, like, Washington, like, basically trapped, and then they, like, let him go. Because mm-hmm. they thought it would be too much effort, and that... Uh, not that that turned anything around, but certainly kept her first president from being captured and or maybe killed.
1: <laughs> Great job, George.
0: Good, uh, good job.
1: Um, okay, back to museums. Um, so on my trip to Scandinavia, mm-hmm. I went to a lot of museums, um, but mm, I don't know if this was my favorite, but my favorite museum type thing that I saw was at the Christian castle In Copenhagen. um, Which is actually much more used as like a state function. That's where the parliament meets. And the queen has reception rooms. But in one of the rooms she has these for her. I'm going to say 50th birthday. It could have been her 60th. It could have been neither of those. She got these tapestries detailing a thousand years of Danish history. And when you hear tapestries you think like boring collars. They look a little musty. (laughs) They look a little old. They were amazing. I spent like an hour and a half in that room, just like staring at them. And they also like, you could download an app on your phone and like look at a picture of it. While it explained to you the, the different pieces of the tapestries, cause they were really elaborate. And I thought the mixture of like the audio with the app that was like super, would point things out. Plus how cool they looked in this like, like fancy hall, but like contrasted with these like modern art pieces. I was fascinated by the only reason I left is because it was 4.55 and they closed at 5.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think... They were amazing. I think when you have, like, something... that's Those are probably the best things in museums when it's, like, they have an exhibit. They, like, having an app or, like, a, a, a really good guide or something. Like, something that shows that they cared. Like, one of the most boring parts about a museum is when you're in those rooms that they have basically no explanation for anything they're just like we just hung a bunch of art in this room yes <laughs> and it's all disjointed and none of it's like famous i mean you you throw one famous painting in the middle of a room and it it really brings out the room but i'm thinking specifically of the brooklyn museum there's like parts of that museum that you're just like what am i looking why am i looking at any of this mm-hmm. none of this is interesting at all like and you can tell like the it's kind of a boring room there's like no tour through the room <laughs> and you're just like Ugh, get me out of this room bring me to the interesting stuff
1: yeah um but i was blown away i bought a postcard of every single one of them i don't know what i'm gonna do with them but i loved them so much i also took a thousand pictures <laughs> um
0: you should send some the uh, put some of those on the twitter for this uh
1: i can I, I i know where they are there you go they're in my postcard trip bag <laughs> there you go If you're curious postcard trip bag
0: postcard trip bag you could also just send the pictures you took of pictures of stuff
1: Oh, I went I went to so much stuff. Um let me let me see where I'm at here. Um I also I like when a place leans into what it is. So like there's this in also in um Denmark I went to Kronberg Castle, which was people think is the setting of Hamlet. Um it has a different name in the play i think but they like based on the time period and how famous that castle was that's what they think shakespeare had in mind for it
0: i think i've read about this before just like in my random reading of things
1: so i refer to it as hamlet's house um but as part of hamlet's house they did like a live version of hamilton but like not just in like the courtyard they would do like different scenes in different rooms.
0: You just said a live version of Hamilton. You mean Hamlet. I,
1: I've done that so many times when talking about Hamlet.
0: It's I even before you even before that quick mm-hmm. gaffe, we'll say mm-hmm. I was like, man, we just talked about Hamilton and now we're talking about Hamlet. Is there a pun I should make? Uh, is there how does this tie? And then you went ahead and just did it on no. accident.
1: Um Hamlet's house.
0: Now if they were now I have to say doing Hamilton in this castle would be really quite a funny idea. (laughs) Honestly,
1: yes. Um, but Hamlet, they did like a live version of Hamlet in the castle, but like in different rooms, so like different scenes would be in the like room they were supposed to be in. And I thought there was something like so silly about it, but also cool at the same time. Like it was, it didn't need to happen.
0: Were they moving from room to room? Yes. Or was, okay. Yeah. And you so you had to like follow them?
1: You could. I didn't. I didn't see every scene. I would just like I went to just a few.
0: Interesting. My other the other thing I was going to ask if it was was, are there like three people in each room acting out on loop a specific scene, and then people have to move? So there's like, you know, I don't know how many rooms there are, but let's say there's twenty rooms. So there's like twenty different characters of hamlet and they're all like they had to get people who looked like pretty similar <laughs> and dress them up similarly, and they're just like on a loop all day and they're just basically doing five minutes of a scene over and over <laughs> that would have that would drive them insane i guess but i think yeah. so.
1: no this one it was like the same cast and the cast would move
0: mm-hmm uh, or I guess you could, if you'd use my idea to not go insane, you could have the cast move from the room. But as soon as you leave, another cast comes into the room you were just in and then mm-hmm. repeats it. So if you didn't like your cast, you could stay in the room and get the next group of people.
1: I think you're talking about an m- amount of money uh, a lot of places don't have.
0: I'm I'm dreaming big. I'm you're sorry. dreaming big.
1: Um, but I, I liked that it was like, this is Hamlet's house. Let's have Hamlet here. And even though I do think it was a little silly... I also was like, I'm so into
0: this. You're leaning into it.
1: You're leaning in. <laughs> um, you can also learn fun new facts at museums. Certainly. Like I learned at one of the uh, places in Copenhagen that the Danish queen, uh, Queen Margaret, I think, um, illustrated the Lord of the Rings illustrations.
0: <laughs> you do have to illustrate illustrations. Yes. That's true.
1: She illustrated them. She illustrated the book.
0: Fun. Huh. Um, uh, do you ever go, so, uh, hmm. do you ever go, like, what about like a straight up information museum, like a, um, museum of natural history?
1: I do love a museum of natural history. Um, that's actually on my list of things to talk about. Well, the museum of natural history here in New York city, also other ones, but that's like the one I have most knowledge of.
0: I have been to two at least, but I have also been in the New York one. I've been to New York one twice, at least, at least twice. And I've been to the Field Museum in Chicago, uh, which is where I was introduced to the very creepy idea of tons and tons of um, taxidermied animals around. Mm, Yes. (laughs) I think the one in Chicago is like known for having like the most number of things, but that didn't make, and also they have a lot of stuff that's like just sort of more out in the open, where like the one in New York has a lot of stuff too, but it's, a lot of it's in like dioramas. Mm-hmm. It still kind of creeps me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that's not my favorite part about the American Museum of Natural History. I did not, I don't go to them very often just because a lot of my people I go with don't care to go to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I stated before, it's so much fun to go to a museum with other people. So you can be like, look at this taxidermy antelope.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was sort of that was my <laughs> my experience cuz I did go with other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um but my major in actual college was anthropology. So I'm very fascinated by like evolution and stuff. So I like to go to those museums and see the stuff about that. Yeah. And I'm terrified of earthquakes and volcanoes, so I like to touch in on those things to just just to feed my fears.
0: Oh yeah, I like all that stuff. I like I like a lot of sciencey stuff. That's like a science museum is like Yeah. That's I'm gonna touch everything. Oh, that's when you're talking about interacting with stuff. Bring me to a science museum, and I'll like make bubbles or whatever the hell you want me to do. Uh, or like the Museum of Science in uh, Boston is known for its like electric. What's it called? The giant balls of electricity, <laughs> and they make they're they're it's something.
1: Or you I'm, like touch them and the zoopt up.
0: I think it's the same concept, but these are like massive ones like you're in like a giant one and it's like a giant or you're looking at you're looking at someone who's in like a giant one like bigger than a house giant size one and it like shoots these huge bolts of electricity from these balls to like a cage that's the that's the outside that's the outside of the ball it's a very uh it's a crazy little room you can go in
1: <laughs> that sounds very cool um i I love museums when you can interact with stuff. I also think as a person who got their degree in museum education, there's a lot of things art museums could do to make it more interactive. Like I know you can't touch the art, but you can like make a replica to touch or you can like make yeah. it more sensory, but that a lot of places don't have time or money to do that. But I think I was always very intrigued by that stuff.
0: Do you think that some museums don't do that because they're worried it would acclimate people to touching the art?
1: I think that's a little bit true. But I also think it might make them more interesting for people who don't normally go.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's it's just make an electrical field around all art so that if you try to touch real art, it just zaps you and then you'll learn real quick not to touch real art. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a a fun educational thing that I think they do at the Brooklyn Museum. First question. Have you been to the Brooklyn Museum? I have, yes. Have you ever been to the like, I don't remember what it's called, but like the walkthrough archives?
1: I don't...
0: I'll describe it, and then you can figure it out. So, like, as you know, but I'll explain for most people who probably don't know this, because I didn't know it till I, fig- till I learned it myself, <laughs> but most museums have, like, a collection beyond what's being shown. Yes. They own a lot of art that's in storage, mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be pretty good art or pretty interesting or, like, it just doesn't fit with what they're, like, going for at the time, And sometimes you can actually get a peek of it in random museums. Like, if you're on the right floor, it'll say, like, this is where the collections are stored. Sometimes you can even see, like, through a closet. I'm a very curious person, so I look... Anytime I see a door, I want to know what's behind it.
1: Okay. uh, Uh, Real quick, my mom mm -hmm. got in trouble at the Tenement Museum for opening a door.
0: I won't open a door, but I'll peer. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get yelled at. Uh, But the Brooklyn Museum has this one area... Um, I, I assume it's not their whole collection, uh, although it's probably a pretty huge chunk of it. Where you can walk through it, and it's it's not displayed like art would be displayed normally, like separated out with like plaques and things like that. But it's just it's shelving. It's just a ton of shelving, and everything's like behind glass, and it's like this room that's it's it's very industrial looking, and it's like temperature controlled. Uh, to you know, even more than a museum normally is, <laughs> and there's like drawers you can sort of look through. That's like again, it's like all stuff that's not on display, but they've still have it all sorted out. Mm-hmm. And there'll be racks and racks of just stuff to look at. And it's it's it was really cool to kind of visualize to actually look at how that's like all being stored. And it's like a place you can just freely walk through. And it's just like a weird glimpse into the part of the museum that most museums don't let you look at at all.
1: So I've not been to that one, I'm pretty sure, but they met has something similar that I have been to and I do like it. Yeah. And the New York Historical Society also has somewhat similar of a thing.
0: Cool. It's a fun concept. Mm -hmm. They should all do it. Everyone should do it.
1: I think the official title, if you're curious from my classes on museum registration, is called Visible Storage.
0: Um, yeah, that's what it was. I don't know if that's what they call it, but yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: Um, I like being surprised by a museum. How so? Um, so sometimes in museums, I think the pho- photography area is like the least, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, taken care of. Okay. Like, but the in Stockholm, there was this mu- museum, and I'm going to get the pronunciation of this wrong, called the Fotografiska I don't mm-hmm. know if that's right I'm it sure was that's amazing exactly right. <laughs> it was amazing. um, they had an exhibit about Linda McCartney and her daughter. <laughs> I don't remember her name, but like they're both photographers mm-hmm. Linda McCartney's married to paul well was married to Paul McCartney, and it was like comparing their photography like like showing it side by side, and that was cool um and they also had this exhibit called. Let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what it's exactly called. It's called Until the Kingdom Comes. And it was like art or photos that seemed completely normal, but there'd be like one thing off that like, was like kind of weird. That was very interesting. And they were very interesting photographs. Interesting. And they also had great hours. They were open until 1am.
0: That is pretty amazing. Yes. Um, that's just unheard of. I know. It was Museum amazing. world.
1: I loved it. Um, let me see here. Um, and the only other museum I really need to talk about is the Vasa Museum, which is a museum and also in Stockholm where it's one giant warship that, um, sank like less than an hour after it departed because it was built terribly.
0: Warship.
1: It, it was a warship. It. I was going say
0: warship like, are oh, you worship a God? No, <laughs> I get it now. Although, and, and I don't think you pronounce it wrong. I just, for some reason, thought worship. They sound similar. Yeah.
1: Um, although, funnily enough, with this boat, it was basically designed to be like, this king is amazing. Everyone bowed down to him. And then within an hour, it sank. Wow. Um, and it was underwater for a long time. And they lost knowledge of where it was. But in like the 60s, they found it and brought it back up.
0: It's just like Titanic. They lost it for years, very Mm -hmm. long time. Yes. Titanic. They didn't know where it was until the '60s either. I think. Mm -hmm. I think the '60s were a big time for boats, salvage projects, and Mm -hmm.
1: things. Um, But they brought it up and they like restored it in a way, and like it's this is the whole museum, like building around this giant boat, Um, and it was amazing. I'm pro boats.
0: Um, Well, let me. Can I tell you my boat museum? Please do. Uh, in Massachusetts, near the, near the Rhode Island border on the water, is a place called Battleship Cove, Mm. and, uh, there is a giant, um, uh, battleship, or a, I don't know what it really, it's a huge, one of the huge boats, it's not an aircraft carrier, which is what the Intrepid is in New York, uh, it's something else, a giant, I guess it's a battleship. Yeah, it's like a huge old decommissioned boat. And they also have a submarine and a smaller boat. And it might have changed, I haven't been in a little while, but it's all like none of it moves. Like it's it's stuck there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we used to go I love that almost all my stories go back to the Boy Scouts, but um we used to go camping in it. You could like spend the night in it as your like Boy Scout troop. And it was like a big like they'd have like thousands of people staying the night or whatever, it feels like thousands. I don't know how many it was, and you would sleep in like the bunks that the people in the navy would sleep in. But like you're basically spending the night in this huge museum, and you're just like looking at cool like guns and boat stuff. So I've slept in museums overnight.
1: That's very cool.
0: <laughs> A boat museum, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the. It was one of my favorite, if not my very. Mm, one of my very favorite trips I would do. We would go like once a year, and we'd stay like the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. You're on a boat. You're on a boat. Huge boat. The only part that scared me was looking over the edge, <laughs> This it's a very you're very high up. It's a huge boat. Mm-hmm. If you fell, you'd I think you'd probably die. <laughs> That's what makes it scary. <laughs> um,
1: that does sound very cool.
0: I think I have been to the Intrepid in New York, but not in. Not since I was like, if I have ever been, it was like when I was really young, and I don't even really remember doing it.
1: <laughs> I know you can sleep there,
0: yeah, it's probably a similar yeah project
1: um they also do a lot of good pro like um they do a lot of interesting educational programming there,
0: yeah, that's like it's kind of it's you kind of have to, cause there's only so much museum to it. Like yeah. a lot of it has to be like them walking around and being like, did you know that they used to do this with this thing? Or the reason the boat uh, always the best boat stuff was like, the reason this is like this is because of this. Cause so much of it is like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I wish I could think of a specific example, but I remember I, well, one thing I learned and I, I learned it and I kind of have put this in my brain. <laughs> is I had like a Boy Scout leader who was like a person on a boat and uh, he was talking about how tricky like military boats were and possibly still are to like walk around on. Mm -hmm. I've never been on a modern Navy craft. No, I've not either. (laughs) And his whole thing was like, yeah, you never like would put your hands in your pockets. You'd keep them under your armpits if you were cold because you never know when you're going to like trip on something or like there's a lot of steep things mm-hmm. and weird banisters and stuff, so I very rarely unless I'm very, very cold, do not put my hands in my pockets out of fear of falling from this one guy telling me about it.
1: I'm glad that you're not gonna fall.
0: I don't want to fall. Falling is scary. Yeah. You can die falling. And I don't want that to happen.
1: Absolutely not. Give me one second.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, knocking on wood. Um I think I have wood right next to me.
1: The main stuff I love museums. I love it when they do them in an interesting way. I respect it. Go museums.
0: Did you mention that if you had a favorite museum?
1: Um, I don't know if I have a favorite museum. I wrote down four that I did not say. Um, I'd say my favorite museum in New York is the Neue Gallery. Although I don't don't know if I'm pronouncing that right.
0: I don't know either. (laughs) It's,
1: um, kind of near the Met. It has weird German shit. Cool. That's the type of art I would describe it as. Um,
0: what's the one? What's the one near the High Line?
1: The Whitney. That one's good. I also love the Whitney.
0: It's a good one. I've been there. They've got a a Pollock in there.
1: They do. They have a lot of good stuff there.
0: And uh, yeah, it's got some good stuff. Um, and uh, let's see. I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've not been to the baseball. That's a Hall of museum. Fame. I've been to the Basketball Hall of Fame as well. Which I've not in been
1: to the basketball hall of Massachusetts. There. I didn't know it was in the Mass. I didn't know it
0: was there. Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, you can take a bus there from New York for $10 uh, each way. And it'll get you there in about um, three or four hours. If you ever wanted to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's a free plug for them. They did not pay for that. <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame is harder to get to. It's about it's probably like the same trip, but I don't well. I guess I don't know if there's a bus that goes there. There might be. Uh, but I know that the bus goes to Springfield because that's the bus I take to go to my home. <laughs> and sometimes I stop and wait in Springfield. And I saw the Basketball Hall of Fame one time when I was uh, on the bus recently. Well, <laughs> like I could see it yeah. from the highway. <laughs> well. I also went there when I was in the Boy Scouts. Uh I like the Institute of Contemporary Art in Boston. It's on the water. It's a very cool thing.
1: I don't think I've been there.
0: Uh, Did you go to maybe the Museum of Fine Arts? I think so. That's the bigger, slightly more well-known one.
1: Yes, I think I went to that one.
0: That's right on the campus of my college. Hmm. So you were basically at my college at that point.
1: Well, I would have been there when I was in college.
0: I would have still been living in there, but I was not in college. We could have hung out. We could have. Isn't that weird? Too bad. I've never been to this, but my hometown has a toilet museum in it. Wow. Or it's like the Museum of Plumbing or something, but we all call it the toilet museum. I will also say the Worcester Art Museum is a pretty good... Oh, yes. This is interesting and possibly even interesting to you.
1: (laughs) It's all interesting. Um,
0: Worcester is formerly had, although it had to close due to lack of interest, (laughs) uh the largest collection of medieval armor
1: that is interesting
0: and it was the higgins armory is what it's called I used to go there as a kid i have toys and pennants and things from there that i've collected souvenirs and it's just floors and floors of like armor and the way people dressed in different time periods too like um and it w- i think it's like the single biggest collection of armor there is or maybe it's just like in america or something but it was this i mean big enough to be its own museum and not one of those like museums where it's just like one room and they call it a museum no it was this huge thing yeah and very interactive you could like put on armors and clothes and things uh and that was like a real pride and the building is still there it's a very weird looking building uh it's very metal looking (laughs) like it looks like an armory (laughs) Or what I would assume that would look like. It looks like an armored building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was... The the armor itself was purchased by the Worcester Art Museum. So now if you go to the Worcester Art Museum, they have like a whole exhibit that, again, has to rotate because there was so much armor that you could build a whole museum. So like the Worcester Art Museum did not turn into and now an armor museum. But like there's a rotating thing of that there. And it's also the art museum where they filmed the movie... American Hustle. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Bradley. Bradley Cooper. Cooper.
1: I haven't actually seen that movie.
0: Uh, I've seen it. It's filmed in my hometown. It was filmed there because the director thought it was one of the saddest places he's ever been. (laughs) (laughs) And he purposely he want like the movie's supposed to be not depressing, but you know, like kind of dark in that way. Mm And I recognize like a ton of things like this one part, they're like at a party and the party is in the train station slash where I do take the bus from sometimes. And then they walk out of the party and like, you can see like the drab Worcester skyline in it. And then they're in the Worcester art museum. Cause there's like a whole like art part. There's a, a big part of the movie is like art. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's all a bunch of those places. And I remember hearing that they talked about how Worcester was, awful looking which i think is pretty funny but whatever that's my hometown <laughs> I, that's all the museum thing i think needed to be said by me
1: i think that's all i have to say um go support your local museum
0: go check out a museum i'll be at the brooklyn museum sometime
1: <laughs> i may or may not be with
0: them. um all right you feel good
1: i feel good do you feel good
0: i feel good uh, we got real silly and then we got to talk about art. We were like silly and then got all hoity-toity. <laughs> is that the right word?
1: We're fancy AF.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's how this, this podcast ebbs and flows. It, that's how you keep it interesting, right? Yeah. You go like weird and then you go normal. <laughs> um, yes. We should start a tea museum. I wonder we're if trying- there is one.
1: I bet there is. Hmm. There's, there's a Boston Tea Party Museum, right?
0: Uh, there is. Yeah. I've never actually been to it. Wow. They built it. I remember them building it, which to me felt like less authentic or whatever. Boston <laughs> is also a very the city is a museum kind of place
1: yes, I know
0: uh like there's the the Freedom Trail, which is like a whole huge walk you can take mm-hmm. It's like the whole walk is basically a a museum on your feet. <laughs> see paul Revere's house yes, I've
1: never done that one, but I would like to
0: Hey, you know what? We can go to Boston sometime. <laughs>
1: Have you ever been to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum?
0: I have never been. No.
1: Do you know about that one?
0: I know. I know quite a bit about it. It's also right near the northeastern campus. I've, I've, wa- I've walked by it hundreds of times in my life.
1: <laughs> I have never been, but I do find it fascinating because it was. I mean, it was broken into, and a lot of the artwork was stolen. Um,
0: there was the giant art thievery, right? Yes. With the forgery and the some like they cut out the painting. Yes. You
1: know. um, but because her like will was stipulated in such a way i'm not sure if it was a will but something like that was like these paintings have to be in this spot of the wall you can't move them they left the frames and like you if you go to that museum like the frames are still up and it's just missing their artwork
0: yeah um i'm wondering if maybe i have been there yeah whatever i'll, I'll correct myself next week when i ask laura and i <laughs> she tells me that i have been there um yeah it's very it's a museum-y place yeah And I'm from like New England, so like my world is a lot of museum stuff. Like there's just like huge areas of preserved land, like Old Sturbridge Village. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. It's like all like colonial um, era homes, and you can go there. It's also very interactive. Also, you'd probably love it in this way. But you can go to like talk to the blacksmith, and he tells you about his job and what he does. And then you can go to like the the loom. The person is the loom (laughs) and you learn how to loom things.
1: I, as a kid, we went to Colonial Williamsburg and this is a hot take. I didn't love it, but I think part of it was because as a kid, I like was very aware of being condescended to. Like I remember we had Abraham Lincoln come talk to us and he's like, I'm really Abraham Lincoln. And I was just like, no, you're not.
0: Wow. Um, And now you do improv. Now I do improv,
1: (laughs) but so like the 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 people acting as characters I bothered me when I was at Colonial Williamsburg.
0: Interesting. These people don't I they act as characters but I don't believe they act as any real people. I think I or I mean maybe they are based on a real person but it's not like Abraham Lincoln isn't yeah. just walking around. Yeah. Uh I think it also takes you through several time periods so like you're not really always in well I don't know that might not be true. Or it maybe it just takes like you know, like a hundred year span and boils it down into one yeah. thing or even, you know, we know now like even like 30 years of time, the world is like such a different place. Yeah, 30 years ago was the eighties. The world is very different in the eighties than it is now. It's
1: true. A lot bigger hair.
0: 30 years before that was the fifties. The world was a lot different. Way than The fifties and the eighties. 30 years before that was, was the twenties. And they
1: were roaring.
0: Yeah. And that has been your math section of this podcast. Isn't that weird? 30 years is so much time. Anyways.
1: There was a whole war in 30 years. The 30 years war. And some, between some countries somewhere.
0: There was a hundred years war.
1: Which was more than 30. mm
0: mm-hmm. um, There's a war in Afghanistan we're still stuck in. hey <laughs> That's been your politics talk.
1: That was politics talk and math talk.
0: Politics, math. Math with Matt. And I'll just tap on the microphone to complete the... All the cliches we talk about. Um, And now I am happy with this podcast. Okay, thank God. You're satisfied? I'm satisfied. Well, since we're recording two in one day, we have no corrections or shout outs or any of that stuff. Uh, So I'll say, and I think Emily will second this, that um, tell a friend about this podcast.
1: I don't second this. You don't
0: second that? Help spread the word of the podcast.
1: I... Don't just tell one friend.
0: Oh, this is... Okay.
1: Honestly, tell... 3. Your job, listeners, is to listen to this podcast. But now that you're done that, because this is at the end,
0: <laughs> and you're getting paid,
1: go to work. Go to dinner with your friends. Be like, "I just listened to this great podcast with these people named Matt and Emily. They're really cool. You should download it and listen to it."
0: Yeah. I'm going to shout out I'm going to shout out my friend Sue who did tweet at us about how much he likes our show. She did, yeah. That was a very lovely mm-hmm. tweet. Thank you, Sue. Shout out. Ooh. Uh, I could have done that shout out the previous episode we recorded. So she's going to hear this two weeks after she tweeted, but it's okay. That's okay. The shout out is there. Yeah. Um, all right. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. <laughs> Tell your enemies to make them your friends. Yes. Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: I think that's all we have.
0: All right. Well, this has been TBD.
1: And we are Matt and Emily.
0: Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.